You've got questions about trades. I have answers. Plus, we're going to end this year on a positive note. Positive vibes heading into 2022 right now on the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back. We going wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics. Who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O'B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ. Keep jumping on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Brandon James, how we started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. Hey there, thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day and part of your daily routine. Locked On Celtics is free, available everywhere podcasts exist, and it's on YouTube. Join me on YouTube, won't you? If you don't, please do. If you can't, then the regular podcast is fine, whichever, as long as you listen to the show. I'm John Corrales. I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal. I've also written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, available everywhere books are sold online. And on my website, johncorrales.com, for 30 bucks if you want a personalized inscription. I think it makes a great gift. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out Prize Picks and use the promo code NBA to get to your go to your app store, download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I dipped into the mailbag again because this is we are into trade season. This is where people want to know about potential deals, potential trades. We're just constantly crushed with rumors or not even rumors, just suggestions and people. uh, The way this goes is Kendrick Perkins says some stuff on the TV and then people decide to write about what Kendrick Perkins says. And Kendrick Perkins doesn't always say the best things when it comes to trades. Sometimes he's right. Sometimes he's wrong, just like all of us. But Perk says things just to say things sometimes because that's what you do when you're on TV and you want to get reactions and people react to things and they put things out there and aggregators write about it. And it really obviously drives me nuts because I feel like I am uh, responding to things that, that make no sense. But here we are. Uh, and people really have legitimate questions about trades and the, the mechanics behind them and all of that stuff. So people go to my website, johncorrales.com. Click on the mailbag, it's johncorrales.com slash mailbag, and people send me questions. You send me questions. And so I answer them from time to time. And today's a great opportunity to do so. Wasn't going to pull in another guest because it's, you know, the holidays. This is the New Year's Eve episode. Wasn't going to drag somebody in and take them away from their family. I'm just going to answer some of the questions here. So let's start with this. Daniel says, hey, from Australia. Listen to the podcast every morning on the way to work. Do the Celtics actually need to make a trade or do they just need to stay the course and buy in? I think about pieces that will complement the Jays pass first point guard. When smarts playing well, we got one defensive quarterback. When Rob's playing well, we got one a big who can stretch the floor. We got one. It seems like the pieces are there. So Daniel, there, there's some pieces there for sure. Is this a championship core? Probably not, but there's a lot here that the Celtics have been trying to figure out. And there's a lot that they still need to figure out. And I think there's a lot that Emil Doka is trying to figure out. And it makes things very convoluted, right? Like it makes things very difficult to kind of read because I think about a guy like Marcus Smart, who I feel like a, 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 some level of 
listener, watcher, says, yes, trademark is smart. And there are people who are like, no, no, no. And somewhere in the middle, there's the actual middle ground of trademark is smart. Yeah, if it makes your team better. That's that's basically what is at the core of all of this. Do you need to make a trade just to make a trade? No. Does it make your team better? If it does, then you make the trade. And that means Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, anybody on this team, if you make a trade that makes your team better, then great. And it doesn't matter who it is. The, th- the fact, though, is that there aren't really any trades out there for Tatum or Brown that make the team better. There aren't really many trades out there for Marcus Smart that make the team better. So you're stuck with some of the other moves. If there's a smart trade and I'm a smart guy, Marcus smart guy, I'm not a very intelligent person, but there's a Marcus smart trade out there that makes the Celtics better. Then you got to do it. That's just the business of it. And and I don't want to see it happen, but what I want and what makes sense, you got to do what makes sense. That's why that's what I talk about here on the podcast. I try to talk about things that I think make sense. So do the Celtics need to make a trade? Yeah, they probably need to move Schroeder. I think Schroeder going out for a couple of picks to open up space for Peyton Pritchard makes sense. Uh, maybe if if the Celtics aren't going to use Marcus Smart as your point guard, if you're if you're not going to use a pass first point guard, or you don't think Marcus Smart can be the pass first point guard then I think you do have to move him in some capacity. At some point, you do have to move him. Because playing him the way they're playing him and having him stay in the corner for half the game, I don't like that. And I don't know if that's a function of this is how the Celtics are season is going and because of the injuries, you you feel obligated to start Schroeder and you push Marcus Smart into a corner. Or do they not trust Marcus Smart to, to run the team and – so they put him in a different spot. I don't I don't know what the answer is. And it's not like I can sit there and ask Ime Odoka, hey, do you trust Marcus Smart to run the offense? He'll, of course, he'll say yes, of course we do. Um, so I can see the argument that says circumstances dictate. Jalen Brown's out. Other players are out. You start Schroeder, and that means you start Schroeder and Smart together and whatever. That means Smart is impacted. So do they need to make a trade or stay the course and buy in? <sighs> Uh, they, they need, they need to obviously make ancillary little small moves, but if you're asking, do they need to make a big trade? I don't think they need to make a big trade, but staying the course and buying in doesn't also get you very far. So at some point, Al Horford's going to age out of this at some point, different, different elements are going to play into what the Celtics are, are, are doing. And whether it's an ego or a contract or something like that, that could change the answer here. And so they might need in the relative near future to change that approach. So the answer is somewhere in between. Uh, I do expect the Celtics to be active. Ed asks with trade talks in the air, can we step back from the tactical, who can we get for whom questions for a bigger strategy question? If the Celtics truly want to build around the Jays, are there models of building around two super talented wings in the modern NBA? Is there a formula that has worked what were the roles first, and then who are the players, and then who are comparable players who might be available to fill those roles? So the, I don't think there's anything quite like what the Celtics are trying to do. I think like maybe Washington, but it's not two wings. They had Wall, who was your point guard, and so definitely ball dominant and not quite the same. 
but you had Wall and Beal, and and that didn't quite work, and there wasn't really a trade that supported that. Um, other dynamic wings like the Celtics are trying to to put together. Um, I, I haven't been able to think of that level of of trade. That that it hasn't been exactly a, a, an apples to apples comparison. There, you can say the Lakers, but that's Anthony Davis is more of a big. It, you're just looking at two stars, and I don't think there's a particular formula. Um, and frankly, even if there was, I don't think you can just follow exactly the formula that another team followed. Because let's just say, let's just pretend there's a team. Team X had a comparable guy, comparable guy to Jalen and a comparable guy to Tatum, and they made a trade that worked and got them over the hump. Well, that's comparable in terms of playing style and production, but it's not necessarily comparable in terms of mentality, how they feel uh, playing with each other on the floor, uh, coaching, supporting cast before, what is, you know, how long were they playing together? How do they feel about the offense? Like all of these things play into it. So what what's the bigger picture strategy for building around the Jays? is simply this. If you think Tatum can become an MVP candidate, then you've got your number one. And if you think Jalen can be the number two, then you're looking for a number three. And then maybe you go for a different type of player. If you don't think that those guys can be that, then you need to either get a guy who raises their games or a guy who is that and that they support him. It's very difficult. This is all a very difficult thing. I think the strategy for the Celtics is to try to take the skills that Tatum and Brown have, enhance them to a certain degree, while what they're doing is getting these guys to be more cognizant of the other teammates that they have, especially Tatum, to go out there and you know uh, facilitate and make his teammates better. I think with with Tatum taking that role as the big picture. I'm going to draw a lot of attention. I'm going to set up the the, the defenders to make a, a decision, and I'm going to manipulate the defense and get a bunch of assists. If you get that guy, if he becomes that guy, then Jalen can become the, I'm going to attack off of that stuff and still be a, you know, all-star type, uh, all-NBA type player my level reads now go just a tick below to there's already turbulence and I'm, I'm going to fly into that turbulence. I'm going to create a little bit more. And if somebody comes out this way, I know that I've got these options. He doesn't have to be as manipulating of a defense as Tatum does. Tatum's Tatum's decision-making, I think, his, his ability takes him to just a, a slightly higher level where Jalen – and I know this sounds like a knock on Jalen, but it's not. It's he. It's playing, I think, more to his skills and his strengths where he doesn't have to do that. Can he, can he do that? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not telling him not to. I'm not trying to put him in a box. But I think that's where they are. And then you. it's just about finding as much shooting as you can get around them and a couple of guys that are pretty good at passing. Do you need a pass-first point guard to facilitate between those guys? 
I don't know. You're asking Tatum to do a lot of the point, the, the, the ball handling. Do you need to have a traditional ball handler like Rondo used to to pick guys? I, I, I don't know. Maybe, but maybe not. If you have those two guys and you're just running a spread motion type offense that's all read and react, then you can, you can get away with one guy who's sort of a ball handler and sort of a passer and a guy who can run a little bit of pick and roll and then everything else just flows. Or you can go a different direction. The, the, the thing is, there's no real formula. Formula is based on this. What do you think you have? What do you think they can be? And what is available? That's it. You know, what's available? Who's out there? What can I get? You're scavenging for pieces here. You're not, it, it's, it's not just go shopping. Oh, we need a pass first point guard. And here's two shooters. I need two shooters. Oh, here's a stretch four. Here's boom. Like those, those guys have to be available they have to be available to you in a deal that you can get done. You have to have the money and the assets and all of that stuff. And even if the, the exact type of player that you want is out there, that doesn't even mean that that team is, is actually going to trade him to you. That team could hate you. That team could feel like they've got a better deal somewhere else. Even if it's not a better deal, they, it really gets complicated. It's not just as simple as go get him. It's, there's a lot of factors here. That doesn't simplify anything. That really doesn't simplify anything. And, and the, the lesson here is it's not simple. It's not simple to make a trade. You're, it's not easy to make a trade. But people are going to want to know about that. So people are going to ask about specific players, which is coming up next. First, I want to tell you about prize picks, which is daily fantasy made easy. You're missing out if you haven't checked it out. This is an app that you're going to love for mi mixed Sports Pick'ems. They are uh, the best NBA daily fantasy prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props and other DFS prop operators uh, and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players that only get a few minutes. So if you go to prizepicks.com, you can go on right now, and I'm looking at the game between the Celtics and the uh, Suns. Jalen Brown over under 26 and a half points. You pick that, you can say, oh, I think he's going to take the over. Uh, I'm going to bet Chris Paul, or not bet, I'm going to choose Chris Paul, 15 and a half points. I'm going to take the under, and you can you can kind of mix and match in all of these guys. There's Cam Johnson's on there. Robert Williams is on there. You can, you can even mix sports you, right across the top. It says college football, NFL, college basketball. You can go over to the NFL side and pick Patriots. You can pick whatever your favorite team is. So check it out. Go on over to prizepicks.com or download the app in the App Store or Google Play. Use the promo code NBA and you're going to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players, the over-under, and you can win up to 10 times on an entry. So it's just you versus the projected numbers. You're not playing against anybody else. So you can go in there. Picks can be made in 60 seconds or less. Safe, fast withdrawals. prizepicks.com. Use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app. It's daily fantasy made easy. If you're not playing prize picks, you honestly don't know what you're missing. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Locked On Now your second listen every day? It's basically a recap of every game of the NBA. So in this particular next Locked On Now, it's going to be 
six people, two people on each side, giving you the recap of the three games in the NBA. So check it out wherever you get your podcast. Also check out Locked On NBA, which I hosted this week on Friday. So that Locked On NBA is already out. Watch those games. Talked about that with Adam Motters, and we power ranked the top five winners of 2021 in the NBA. Let's move on to Matthew, who said some very nice things. Thank you, Matthew. I really do appreciate you listening and watching. And he asked, why is no one talking about Russell Westbrook to Boston? I think he'd be an immediate solution to many of our problems with morale, lack of pride, and so on and so forth. Um, So I will say that um, as much as I'm very appreciative of Matthew, you listening and watching, I am I'm against Russell Westbrook to Boston. I think they can put together a package if they really wanted to, to make that happen. I think the Lakers would probably be happy to get a couple of the players in that package. Uh, I don't think he would work. I, I, I understand the pride, the morale, the energy boost. I get it. I, I can understand a guy coming in and having that aura and and maybe motivating the guys, I, I I actually can see it from that perspective. But I think he is such a negative defensively, like an absolute 100% worst defensive player on the floor, one of the worst defensive players in the NBA, uh, Can't doesn't care about guarding on the perimeter. He would not fit. He would not do half the things that Ime Odoka wanted him to do. And then offensively, he he would still he would still dominate a little too much. I, I don't. I just. I'm very anti Russell Westbrook. He's not one of the top players in the NBA. He's got that name, but I just don't think it would work. So, but there are other people out there who have suggested it. I think Perk was one of them. So I'm. I don't know if I'm in the majority or the minority, but uh, I am. I am as against that trade as I am against anything in the NBA. Mark says, uh, would love to get your thoughts on a couple of deals uh, that I consider realistic potential options. One is Buddy Heald for Dennis Schroeder, Josh Richardson, and Juancho Hernan Gomez. So I haven't checked to see what the, the Kings roster situation is. Uh, they, they seem pretty full and, a three for one means you've got to have two open roster spots, and it's generally not going to happen. Um, and even if it's to get Wancho and waive him, you still have to have that open roster spot to waive him. So there's some complications there. I get that you want Buddy Healed for the shooting, and hey, I think between Wancho, Josh, and 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 Schroeder, that you know, look, it's. It certainly helps the shooting, right? It certainly helps. There's one guy who's not playing and shouldn't play. Uh, another guy who's who's useful in, in Richardson and Schroeder. I don't know what they're going to do with Schroeder. But getting in that shooting, I think it's worth it. I think Schroeder, if, if Sacramento wanted to do that deal and the money worked out for the Celtics and they could figure out how to do it without the Celtics taking on more salary, some version of that, you bring Buddy Heald in, However, 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 he's just not shooting great this season. It's not, it's not, it's not the buddy heel that's shooting 45%. He's, he's become a little bit indiscriminate with his shots. Uh, that needs to be reined in a little bit. So 
I'm not totally out on a Buddy Heald to Boston deal, but it's I, I, I'm not sure that the money can work. Christian Wood for Robert Williams, Aaron Neesmith in an unprotected first-round pick. Gives the Celtics more of a proven scoring and rebounding big with upside. Fits in to the Fournier TPE. Rock, Rockets get promising young players in a first-round pick. Um, I, unprotected first-round pick for, for uh, Christian Wood is, is, no, that's a non-starter. Even though unprotected for the Celtics probably means lower, but not right now because if that if that doesn't work and the Celtics do actually finish outside of the play-in, that becomes a more valuable pick. And I'm not saying the Rockets would be would be thrilled to uh, be getting a mid-round pick, but look, they've got a ton of picks anyway. I, I I'll just say this: unprotected first-round pick for for Christian Wood would be no, that's, that's, I don't even think a first, uh, well, maybe a first. So Rob, okay. You'd have to give Rob up in that deal. I'd rather, I'd rather do Rob and Langford if they felt like Romeo, um, I'd, I'd push Romeo on them and then I'd, I'd lighten up the protections on the first round pick. So that, that's, that's where I'd go. Christian Wood's good. He's good. There's no doubt about it. He's good. Um, I would love to have him in Boston, uh, I think so if, if you think that Robert Williams is kind of regressed and you're kind of like, oops, I'm ready to, to, you know, move on from that, that contract, then I can see that. I can see that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opposed to, tra- to trading Robert Williams. So that's, 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 that's okay. That's okay. It's a starting point. It's a phone call. Um, but I, I will also say that specific players trading specific players is not, is not something I like doing. I don't like coming up with fake trades. I know I'm probably in the minority when it comes to that. I hate making up fake trades for myself. Um, so I, I, I'm not the best judge of what should go out and what should go in. So it's my, not my strength. All right, let's, let's wrap that up. We'll go into positive vibes. I'm wrapping up the show on positive vibes. Okay. That's how this show is going to end. Uh, first let's talk about built bar, which is just in time for new year's resolutions, right? You're we're all making our resolutions. We've gotten through the holidays. You know, I've kind of, I'm, I'm stopping my video shot like right about here because from here down is is not something I want to put on camera right now. It's been cold. Holidays are here. Eating a bit more. Uh, and so you make a New Year's resolution. So take all the candy out of your drawers, put Bilt Bar in because those Bilt Bars are going to be only 130 to 170 calories or so, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein, approximately. That's what you're going to get. Covered in real chocolate, so you're, you're going to get a treat. It's going to satisfy kind of a craving for some sweet stuff, but it's also not going to blow out any of the workouts that you're doing. If you're doing a bunch of cardio, you're not dumping in like hundreds of calories. It's going to be fairly low. So stock up on the built Bars. Use the promo code LOCKED. 15 for 15% off at built.com. They will help you get through that new year's resolution. If you've got a nut allergy, there are plenty of options. If you are trying the keto diet, this works. And no matter what type of things you like to eat, sweet or be sure to you know, minty or channels. fruity or any of that at stuff, it's L-O all there. Celtics Check it out. Twitter you can use the promo code every Celtics single time. Locked 15 for 15% off at built.com.
Hey, thanks for linking Locked On Celtics, your first listen every day. Why not make Locked uh, On Bets your second listen every day? Your boy Q, Lee Sterling. We'll walk you through some of the stuff in the betting world, some of the places that maybe you want to consider putting your money down, and maybe you'll win a couple of extra bucks. Maybe you take some of that Christmas card money, stocking money, and toss it over there, and maybe you double it, whatever. <laughs> Check them out wherever you get your podcast. I want to end this on some positive vibes. I wrote a piece that's going to be on Boston Sports Journal. I don't know if it's going to be up by the time you listen to this, but it'll be up at some point uh, on Friday. And it's basically optimistic thoughts. And, and I, will, I will just say that the biggest thing about being optimistic is just this feeling of, you know what? Maybe things don't suck quite as much as we thought. And right now things suck for, for the Celtics, but my number one optimistic thing is that the Celtics are getting guys back slowly. Marcus Smart will be back against Phoenix. Slowly, they're coming back. Five guys out in health and safety protocols, Jason Tatum, Dennis Schroeder, Aaron Neesmith among them. So they're not going to be whole yet. But when we look at the Celtics and we try to judge and we try to make trades and all of that stuff, it's still impossible to me to fully uh, evaluate who these guys are. The Celtics' most used lineup this year, 97 minutes. And that's Horford, Schroeder, Smart, Tatum, Robert Williams. So it's not even Jalen Brown. The next, Jalen Brown's in the next one, 87 minutes. There's a couple at 87, then 54 and 45. Compare that, compare and contrast that to the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz have not really suffered a ton of injuries. They have not had a COVID tests positive or anything like that. The, the top jazz lineup, remember the, the Celtics number one lineup has played 97 minutes. The jazz top lineups, their top five has played 412 minutes, 186, 125, 118, and 113. So the fifth most used Utah jazz lineup has played, uh, what's that? 16 more minutes than the Celtics most used lineup, which tells me that we haven't seen who these guys really are. We haven't really gotten a full sense of any extended time with these guys together. And hopefully moving forward, if I'm being optimistic, we will finally get a sense of who these guys are. And now you couple that with the schedule, January schedule, the December grind has been rough and yeah, they've lost a couple of games. They should have won, but this is always going to be a rough month. Now you go into January with Orlando, San Antonio, the Knicks twice, Indiana twice, Philly, Chicago, New Orleans twice, Charlotte, Portland, Washington, Sacramento, Atlanta, and Miami. 16 games, five of those are against teams that have current, as, of I, as I record this, early Friday morning, New Year's Eve, currently have 500 records. And that includes the Washington Wizards, who are just barely above 500, uh, Philly just got back above 500. Um, the Charlotte Hornets are, are hovering around 500. So it's possible that the five teams that they currently have against five games, they currently have against teams with winning records could go down to four or three or two. So, um, well, let's see now, Chicago, Chicago and Miami. Uh, well, yeah, maybe two, who knows? So point being, if we're going to go optimist, total optimist here, 
The Celtics are starting to get whole. Within the next week or so, we're going to start seeing Schroeder and maybe Tatum and maybe Neesmith come back. And the competition's going to slow down. Maybe, maybe January, we can see the Celtics actually go on a win streak. Now, I know you probably think, John, you're insane for even suggesting a winning streak. Look, New Orleans has gone on a winning streak. They, they've, they've just had a four-game winning streak. The Rockets had a seven-game winning streak. If those two teams can put a few games together, the Celtics, who have only won three games in a row once this season, can put together a winning streak. So maybe, maybe, optimistically, we can sit there and say, hey, a team like the Celtics that hasn't been together, that's been ravaged, that's trying to figure itself out, maybe a lot of this is just simply... You haven't had time to be cohesive and a January with a full roster and a few cupcakes out there. Maybe the Celtics can get fat on some cupcakes, which is something I know a little bit about. So that's my, that's my optimistic end to 2021, my final podcast of 2021. And I think I still, I still skew positive. I'm, I'm, kind of an optimistic type of person. Um, so I think the Celtics still have a run in them somewhere. Before you even make trades and all of that stuff, which will happen, I still think the Celtics have a run in them somewhere. Uh, as this year, the calendar year, comes to an end, I just want to say thank you to all of the people who have made this the most successful year of the Lockdown Celtics podcast. I mean, easily, easily the most successful year of Lockdown Celtics. And, and just because of the people like you, who continue to download the show and listen in your shower or walking the dog, going for a run, driving to work, all of that. I just, I appreciate you so much. The, those of you who have found the show on YouTube and only watch the show on YouTube, I really do appreciate that. This has been a, a big transition year for Locked On Celtics because of the YouTube channel uh, it's changed the dynamic of everything that I do. I have to sit here and look at this camera. I have to be conscious of my background. I have completely reshaped my entire living room to be my studio. And it's, it's taken a little bit of a, a it, it's been a transition. And so, uh, I'm glad that we just crossed 3,400 subscribers on YouTube, which is great. Uh, keep it going. If you're a subscriber, if, if you are not a subscriber, if you're new and you've gotten to this point, I would hope that you are happy with the show and would love to subscribe. I mean, the, the show keeps on growing and um, I'm, I'm so, so thankful. Uh, also thankful to the people who have sponsored the show that really make this, this possible. Uh, it's been a great 2021 on the Locked On Celtics podcast. I hope it continues in 2022. So thank you all so, so much for listening, for watching, and especially those of you who share the podcast, who tell friends, tell family, put it on social media, and spread the word and say, hey, you should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network.